What's up, everyone? It's Brady Morgan, the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a very special introduction. So, this podcast began as me and my wife's journey to financial freedom, which I plan to use to educate on my struggles and successes. But I didn't feel as if the interviews I was doing every week are as educational as they should be versus episodes with just me talking, educating on the highs and lows of the week, my story, how it's impacting my life, and hopefully your life, etc. So from now on, every Thursday with my older brother, we are going to be talking about our journeys, the highs and the lows, and how we can use our stories to make a positive impact. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, residing from Hendersonville, Tennessee, my brother, my trusted companion, my lover, Drew Morgan. Yo, 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 everybody. It's your boy, Drew with the true. Thank you for having me on the show, Brady. Blessings, blessings. Okay. That's so a, That's about how I expected you to that. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, like, I know who you are. I've known you my whole life. But the listeners out there don't know who you are. So kind of give us a 30,000-foot view. I'm your older brother. Mm. My name is Drew Morgan. Mm. Uh, I go by, I go by Drew. My full name is called <laughs> Drew Morgan. <laughs> how, how in detail are we going? We're going high level overview. Right? High level, yeah. Yeah. So a little about me. Um, I'm 28 years old. Um, I work right now downtown Nashville at an investment bank. Mm. I've been there for about five years. I guess my story is a little bit different than what Brady's uh, Brady's is. Um, we both studied finance in college, but we both kind of came out of college with different perspectives. Uh, because basically, from my my wife and I got together at sophomore year of high school, and uh, basically, you know, dated there. Right after high school, found out we were we were pregnant at 18, so we were automatically presented with a lot of struggles. And basically, from the get go, we didn't give ourselves much leniency or uh, you know any advantages, I guess, starting off. Um, but we knew we wanted to do college, so we we pushed ourselves through through college. Um, uh, with the kid, but I've been from a different area, and where we, you know, we've been on, we've been on WIC, we've been on food stamps in order to get formula and to get the essentials, and then you know, working as hard as we can part time so that we can go to school. So basically, from I guess from Brady's point of view, listening to your first few podcasts, you know, me going coming out of school, I was so happy to have a job that was able to pour, pay you know forty thousand dollars or whatever a year. But yeah, that's me up until this point. I've been there. I've been there, like I said, for five years. Uh, well, I, I want to add in here too because. When Drew and his wife Savannah had Riley, their daughter, their oldest daughter, so they were living in Savannah's parents' bonus room, right? Basement. Basement. And Savannah wasn't working that much, staying at home with Riley, of course. Well, she was doing online school. But you time. were doing an internship, mm-hmm. and you guys did not make a lot of money. Oh, $10 an hour. Yeah, so what, 12 Thousand a year. 15, well, let's 000? say ten dollars an hour, and I got to work three days a week. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. That, I mean, this is a true testament because, like, think about that, guys. Like, he's going through these struggles, and when most people would throw in the towel and be like, "I mean, there's nothing I can do," you know. I mean, you're presented with a lot of stuff, and if you don't attack it head on, you're not going to be successful. But I wanted to add this in. Last year, I believe, was the first year y'all made over six figures net. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so basically, like what Brady started with, right? Is is so growing up, you know, I worked I worked part time jobs all over. I worked with my dad, who's a general contractor, so I did a lot of work with my hands outside. Um, but working through, you know, going through school, my dad always told me, he goes, Drew, get go 
go get paid to use your mind and not your hands because it'll make you old quick. And not to say anything against that because you can make actually a, lot, a good living doing those sorts of things. But um, from his view, uh, as, as a previous accountant and then turned into general contractor and starting his own business, he said, you know, I want you to go get paid to use your mind, to use your brain. So going through college, you know, it, we were met with a lot of struggles. It was very difficult for, for both my wife and I, uh, probably more so her because she was the one having to deal with kids, staying at home so we didn't have to pay for daycare, also doing full-time, you know, school online. But yeah, the, the jobs that I had were paid very minimal. And, and t in terms of like the finance area that we are in, if I wanted to get a job, I needed to get experience. I needed to have an internship. Right. And that internship was an hour and a half drive, three days a week, making $10 an hour. That wasn't a huge paycheck. I think every two weeks it was like four or five, you know, 400 bucks, 500 yeah. bucks. So we had to explore the food stamps, explore the WIC. But the thing is, I knew like we were driven to not, to not fail. 10x your income over not that many years. Yeah. I mean, years. we went from one year, our, our total income during college being $12,000. And then four or five years later, it's, it's over a hundred. And, it, and it's cool too. Cause like a lot of this podcast obviously is, is on me and Alyssa reaching our own version of financial freedom. And now like you and Savannah and people I'm interviewing, you know, but it's all about progression, not perfection. And a lot of, a big thing that we talk about is like enjoying the process. So you're going to go through a lot of stuff throughout your journey. I mean, it's not going to be easy and like you can put everything on a spreadsheet and plan it all out, but spreadsheets don't account for the unexpected circumstances, mm -hmm. pregnancies, <laughs> hospital bills, like all that stuff, you know, yeah. like it, you can't, you can't plan for that, you know? So I guess you could plan for a kid, but y'all didn't. <laughs> if, you do, if, if you do it right, you plan for it. <laughs> right. So, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, obviously I'm not just the host anymore. I'm a co-host. I've been, uh, I guess, demoted. So basically, like I said in the beginning, every single week, Drew and I are going to be talking about our highs and our lows. So that's how I feel like it is a source of education. And I've said this in previous episodes, like, and you know this too, like you can get on social media and it's not hard for people to talk about their successes. Of course. People, as human beings, we love to brag about ourselves. We want, you want your success out in front of you. Yeah, people. exactly. Yeah. But the first time someone calls you out on your struggles, like you get embarrassed mm -hmm. and you're afraid to talk about it. Mm -hmm. But that's the barrier I hope to break with this because with personal finance, like, like Drew, you, you made $12,000 one year. Like, you don't want to talk about that, right? I'm, I'm proud of it. You're proud of it because yeah. of where you are now. But if you were still making $12,000, you wouldn't want to talk about it because yeah, no, it, no it, it's, embar it's embarrassing yeah. though. So that, that's what the barrier I want to break with this because no matter the level you're at with personal finance, there is a way to reach your own version of financial freedom. Yeah. You just have to put in the work, of course, and you have to educate yourselves. But I think, and just, sorry, just to interject, Brady, since I'm now also a co-host and I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> no, I think it's important, though, that you you, you put this put this aside, right? Financial freedom, you have to come at it from a different perspective, right? My, my view on anything is you can have 100 different perspectives for any situation. Financial freedom looks different to everybody, right? right? Financial freedom doesn't mean you're working... 10 hours a week and you're making $100,000 a month. Like that to me, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, that's, that's fine and fantastic. Everybody would love that, but that's not the norm, right? Financial freedom, you might just mean you have a job where you have a little extra income on the side. You have money you can put, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, well, I'm just saying to yeah. everybody else. To you, I know it's different. To well, me, it's different. No, it, it, no it's, it's, it's everybody, everybody has a different version. But what I want to say is the definition of financial freedom, mm -hmm. right, is to have enough passive income, which passive income, guys, is money that you're not actively working for, right? Right. So real estate income, uh, investments, et cetera, sure. that cover your monthly expenses, right? Mm -hmm. The reason that everybody has a different version of that, because everybody has a different lifestyle standard they want to meet. That's why it's different. Like for me and my wife, like the lifestyle we're living now is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything more. But there's other people out there who 
need the expensive car, need the expensive house, right. need all this stuff on a month-to-month basis. And financial freedom for them is going to look completely different, yeah. right? So, and I do think there's a difference. I think financial freedom and financial independence are in the same bucket, and then financial success is a different bucket, mm-hmm. where financial success is like, how much money do you want to make on a monthly basis, yearly basis? Uh, what do you want your retirement to look like? Right. How much money do you want to help your kids out with college with? You know, stuff like yeah. that. So, forgot where I was going with this. Oh, keep so... Going. Keep going, baby. You're doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. Um... So basically, we're talking about the highs and the lows, right? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you talk about your struggles, people resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Because everybody can relate to someone on successes because that's what's portrayed out into the world. Mm-hmm. But on a deeper level, you relate even more so with struggles. Everybody, because, ha- everybody has a struggle. But no one talks about exactly. it, right? Yeah. So like for someone out there that's 18 and just had a baby, that's like my personal finance. My personal financial situation is is in the shitter now, Yeah. right? Then keep your head up, push through it. Exactly, because you, it. he 10x his income in five years, six years. Yeah, but yeah. even beside that, like it, it's not even just that. I mean, it's it's you want your income to grow, but I mean, when I got my job out of college, when it was just myself and Savannah was staying home working with the kids, to mm-hmm. me that was a success for me. Right. Right. Like, I was making enough money now to support us to be able to start, you know, buy a new house or whatever. Yeah. Um, to me, that's huge, right? I, I don't mind. I'm one of those people. I don't mind working hard. I don't mind having a job. I don't mind. I don't mind, you know, com- can contributing to, to other things bigger than myself. But I do want to have enough money to support myself and my family. Mm-hmm. I want to have enough money to go on vacation with my kids. I want yeah. to, you know, make those moments with my kids and my wife. So that's important know? to you. Yeah, exactly. And so, so now we're gonna go into a segment that's gonna be done on a weekly basis with the highs and the lows. And this is essentially gonna be our opportunity to tell you our personal financial situation um, from the previous week. You know how it went. What went well, what didn't go well. So I can start. I think we should start with the lows. Well, I will say, I will say, I, I, I wasn't prepared for this at all. No, um, I'm not either. So, I mean. Well, you never, you didn't give me any, any, um, any heads up. Well, I want to talk, I, I want to talk about the lows though, because, you know, last month, and I've said this in previous uh, episodes, I gave me and Alyssa $1,000 variable spending budget. Dining out, groceries, gas, miscellaneous. We don't have kids, right? Yeah. We spent $1,500 last month. Yeah. You know, or at this month, and it is the 22nd of September, $1,500. Yeah. And, and yeah, you can say, like, we had stuff to fix for our cars. Last month, she had to buy her uh, test for the NCLEX, $200. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. stuff like that happens. But it's like, like really? I'm, I'm going over by 50%, right? So that's been my low, and that's something I've been struggling with is, like, I, I'm talking about being on a budget and following that budget and being disciplined and then in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not even disciplining myself. So how can I talk and tell people they need to be disciplined, but I'm not disciplining myself, right? Mm-hmm. So that that is something I've kind of been struggling with. And last week, I had to recalculate my budget. Yeah. And I'm thinking about giving us a variable spending uh, ceiling of $1,200, but I'm like, that's still less than what we've been spending, right? Mm-hmm. And like, we're going on a vacation in a few weeks, so that's another story. But it, you know. It's just one of those things like like budgets, they easily get turned into expense trackers, right? Yeah. So you. Oh yeah. Yeah, because because you you're like you know mid month you're already over and you're like well, it doesn't even matter. I'm just gonna I don't even care about the budget this month. I'll start it again next month. Yeah. But that mentality is horrible. Oh, it's terrible, and you can you can really get yourself into a mess with that type of mentality. And I think and I don't think you, you, it's not just you. Like I mean, that's the norm. Like right. Like you say all this, and I'm like, you're talking about me. Right. Like I'm, I'm literally, I was literally doing the budget right when you walked in up here, and I'm, I'm saying, oh, we're over, we're over on out to eat, we're over on that. But I think the importance though, it's just like when you're dieting, right? Like mm-hmm. it, 
it's important to follow, to know what you're doing. If you're, if you're spending constantly and you have no intel on what you're doing with your money, your budget's your number one like tool that you're using. You just need to be because aware. here's the thing, you're aware now that you're overspending. Yeah. You may not be good at not overspending, but at least you're aware and at least you know where to start to get better. Yeah. Right? You know to, to bring it up. Hey, listen, I budget a thousand. That's not realistic, but I'm doing fifteen hundred. Let me take it to twelve hundred and see if I can meet that goal. Yeah. That's and, important. And, and that's that's the thing too, is like um when you set unrealistic expectations for yourself, mm-hmm. even with your budget. So I talk about this a lot too. If if you set unrealistic expectations for yourself and you basically set yourself up to fail, as human beings, when we fail, we quit, right? Yeah. Because that's how we are. When something gets hard, we stop. Yeah. So I think with a budget, that's another thing. Budgets are not easy to stick to. Right. And it's like with this, like, obviously I want to quit <laughs> with the budget. You know, it's yeah. like I'm $500 over two months in a row. Mm-hmm. Like I've spent over in two months what I budgeted for one month, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... But I can't because I have the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got to be accountable, right? Yeah. So don't set unrealistic expectations for yourself because when you do that, like I said, it, you're going to set yourself to fail, you're going to quit, and you're going to start all over again in whatever amount of time. But the thing is too, when you do go over budget, in my head I'm thinking I'm $500 over budget. That's $500 I can't allocate towards debt, right? Right. So that that's in the back of my mind too. But I think it all just be, comes to being aware of where you're at and how you're going to attack it going forward. Now, that's that's very important. And back to what I was saying about what, when you're trying to diet and trying to lose weight, right? Like it's it's very helpful if you're if you're looking at yourself what you're eating throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can very easily and quickly forget what you've eaten throughout the day if you're just you don't care, you're nonchalant right. about it, right? But there is a level of you need to challenge yourself and be mature in your budget, right? Like that just because you say, "Oh, it's, you know, it's good to track." It doesn't mean you can just go over it as long as you're tracking, as long as you're writing down right. $1700 worth of expenses when you budgeted 1000. That's not okay cuz you're not going to grow from that. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to challenge yourself. It's not going to be easy, right? Nobody said this was going to be easy. But to know that it's a struggle everyone has might help you out a little bit. Yeah. So, enough <clears> about <throat> me. Do you have a load for the week? Works. Wait, wait, which let's preface go this. For it. Let's preface this yep. with Drew and his wife they're 28 years old and they still live at home. No, they live with our parents because they're building a house right now. And I'm not building a house right now. Hold on. <laughs> they're planning to build a house right now. We just sold our house in May or, or April or June or one of those months. Um, Recently. Yeah, we lived, we lived there for about five years. And then, um, yeah, we just sold that. We just bought land, bought five acres, and we plan on building in the next uh, year or so. So... Our parents have graciously, 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 graciously. I love that word. <laughs> Don't look it up. It's really, it's uh, they've graciously opened up their house to let us live basically back in my old room with our kids oh, here. Memories. And I know it's a struggle for them and I, they put up with us. So I love them for that, but it's really allowing us and, and allowing us to set ourselves up. Right. And that's another point too, right. Mm. About making sacrifices. Mm. Okay. Sacrifice is huge here. Okay. Challenge yourself. We're both living at home. We're both living with our, well, you're living with our parents, and I'm living with my wife's parents. Right. But see, and that's a sacrifice. Listen, it's not easy for my parents to, to have us here, have five extra people here, right? It's not easy for us to be here, right? We're, we've lived by our own and independent for five years, you know, outside, and, and we love that, right? We love the privacy. We love that. But here's the thing. It's, it's about making sacrifices to get to that deferred future Deferred gratification. There you go. That's yeah. a huge word that, that or a huge phrase I've been talking about is deferred gratification. Well, let's let's let let's real quick to honor mom and dad, right? This is this is what they have come up with as their milk crate phase. And the story okay. that we've heard, and this is this was like basically Savannah and I's 
uh, a testament. In our entire like time through college, it was our milk crate phase, right? We were living in Savannah's parents' house, who also Which, graciously explain that for people who don't even know what that is. Milk crate phase is basically you are living on what they say milk crates on whoever doesn't if nobody knows what that is basically milk crate milk so basically uh, back back when way back when when they used to deliver your milk to your front door they would give you these big plastic crates right yeah so what my mom used to tell us growing up is that you know they didn't have a lot of money growing up so when they had their house they bought their house they didn't have enough money to furnish it right they weren't about to put it on a bunch of credit they were just gonna uh basically put milk crates up as their bedside tables I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, so 70 years 100, ago. 100 years ago. No. Sorry, mom. But yeah. <laughs> so basically what they would use is they'd use those milk crates to, to put their, their furniture on or to use as dinner trays or whatever, oh, put their TV, put their TV on. TV on it. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Like, obviously that's disgusting, right? Nobody wants to do that. It's not disgusting, but, but you have to, but it's those sacrifice. It's the deferred gratification. You do that to save, yeah, to save money, to be able to push yourself through. That's what I consider our entire time through college, right? While all of my friends are out there partying, having a good time, making money, uh, we didn't get to do that, but that's fine because now I've got three kids. I'm almost out of the daycare phase. So good luck to you when you hmm. you and Alyssa start having children. Hmm. Um, I'm almost out of that, right? So as soon as my kids are out of daycare, man, I'm getting a pay raise. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's it too. Like the deferred gratification part of it, guys, is like what me and Alyssa are doing. We're trying to pay off all of our debt, which I've, I've been completely transparent, $50,000. And But when we pay that debt off, and I've been recalculating my plan, and it's going to take a lot to get that paid off in a year. But when we get it paid off, it's going to be a pay raise, right? Yep. Because right now, we're forking over like anywhere from two to three grand a month towards yep. debt, which obviously when you do the math, that doesn't equal out to 50000 So some months are more. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it sucks. It really does suck. But I know in a year when we are finally able to get a house and we have enough money to furnish it without putting it on credit cards and... We don't have car payments month to month. Yeah, we're going to have a mortgage payment, but that's different. Um, we don't have to pay for our credit cards month to month. We don't have to pay for our student loans month to month. Like, it's going to be sweet. So it's like for, for you guys out there that want to reach financial freedom, but you're scared of the sacrifices that you have to make, it, it, the word, the main word in that is freedom. So like when you sacrifice and you do what it takes to get to your own level of financial security, financial freedom, like you are going to be free. That's what it means. You're free mm-hmm. from money because money really does have a hold on you. And yeah. it's crazy to think about that because it's like money is man-made, but a lot of people dictate their entire lives off of it. I mean, what is the saying they say, right? I mean, we talk all the time about how both – ten as of right now, which I'm more new to it than you are, 10% of our paycheck is going to go tithe, tithe right? Right, because that's what God calls us to do. And and to me, that was so hard. That was so, like, unrealistic to me. In fact, I, I got so angry when my wife was like, we need to start doing this, right? But Because it doesn't make sense on a spreadsheet. It doesn't make right? sense. But you, the thing is, that's what they always say. You can't put God on a spreadsheet. No. But it's funny because it's like we've been we've been blessed and we've had so many more opportunities of, of making money, saving money than we would have now that we've been doing that. But that aside, talking what you were saying, like money, they say money is the root of all evil, right? So everybody, I think we put money on this pedestal. Yep. Right? And like, you know, you, you want to be financially successful, but how do you how do you separate the two? I don't I don't have a passion for money. And it might seem that way because this podcast is about personal finance, right? Uh I'm passionate about what money can do. Yeah. It creates so many more opportunities to you when you have the funds to do it. And and you think about this, like the people who are mega rich, they are able to continue to level up their wealth because they have the money to do it, right? Yeah, it takes money to make money. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But like when you're in my shoes where I'm, I'm a year out of college and I'm not making all the money in the world, I'm trying to get out of debt, it's like... I don't necessarily have the funds to use to make money, which some people might 
argue with that. Mm-hmm. And and that that is an issue I have, which I understand. There's something out there that they say you should pay yourself first, which I had a guest named Curtis Ray who says pay yourself first, mm-hmm. and then other folks who have said pay yourself first. I get it. I, I get what they're saying is you want to take care of yourself first because if you invest the money now before paying off your debt, it's going to be worth way more, right? But for me, it's more than that. For me, it's a mindset. When I know in the back of my mind that... So wait, real quick. So so again, what does that mean, paying yourself first? exactly? Essentially, you take 10% of your paycheck mm-hmm. and you invest it. It's for you. Okay. That money's for you, right? So this is ten percent, like outside of what you're paying. Like you might be contributing to a four hundred one k. Like is, any, or is that? What I don't you know. Mean? I don't okay. know. I I believe it's just ten percent of your paycheck. Okay. Right. But my issue with that is I get it. But what ha- and, and and I understand what he's doing too. He has a he has a fund called Maximum Premium Indexing mm-hmm. that people will invest in, and it sounds great. It's like really innovative. He he's combining all the different facets of all the good investments into one. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get like national attention, which is awesome. That's yeah. really cool. So I get it. But just because you invest ten percent in yourself, like if you're not investing in this maximum premium in- indexing fund, what happens if that money loses money, right? Yeah, a dollar today is worth more than a dollar. But what I mean by this is like, I-, I think that investing in yourself first is for people who are, I don't want to say financially competent. I feel like that's a kind of degrading phrase to use towards people, but. I, I just think you need to take care of your debt. I really, really do. Because I feel like when you take care of your debt, then it gives you the mindset to keep investing in yourself. Well, that's actually an interesting point you make. Because I was actually talking to somebody at the bank that I work at, right? And they were talking about how you know him and his wife had both been through school. And they had spent a lot of money on school. And they had a, this huge amount of debt, right, coming out. People, people think paying off debt is separate. When you pay off debt, you're still contributing to your net worth. Yeah, because your net worth is directly affected by how much debt versus how much assets you have. You know, that's 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 what I'm saying. So yeah. when, when you have to, that's a, a perspective change, right? It's not taking that 10% out means I have to put that in investments. I can take that 10% out and pay off my debt. In fact, it's probably worth more to pay off your debt because that contributes directly to your net and worth. And you got you got to think about it from this perspective too. I'm glad you brought that up because Mark Cuban says he he says pay off your debt because mm-hmm. it is a guaranteed interest rate. So when I pay off my car at 6. Point something percent, boom. I gain 6. Point something percent of my money, yes, right? Cuz I'm not paying in- yes. I'm not paying interest anymore. But and but I I feel like everyone operates in two different ways and that's what I mean by everybody has a different version and a different path of reaching their own version of financial freedom. You don't have to invest 10% of your money off the bat to become rich, right? Or become financially independent. You don't have to pay off your debt immediately to become financially independent. Everybody has a different path. But it's up to you to figure out what works for you best. And what works for me best is paying off my debt and getting that out of the way. Absolutely. Because in my mind, every dollar I make, I feel like it's not even my money. Because exactly. I owe someone else. Exactly. And I don't like owing other yes. people, right? Yes. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 a lot of this journey is mindset and what works best for you. In perspective. In perspective. And let's, let's make this clear to all the listeners out there, right? We we aren't professionals. No, we don't we don't sit there and, and run like we're not financial advisors. But the thing is, it doesn't matter. We're not professionals. We're just like everyone else out there trying to figure this out. And that's the beauty. Of but the, the thing is, we're not successful people trying to talk down and say, "This is all the success I have." Right? I think this journey should be more of where are the weaknesses we can. Let's talk about it, and maybe somebody can resonate with that and make better decisions for themselves. Exactly. And everything we say isn't going to be correct, and everything we everything we do isn't going to work for you. Like. The budget I use is completely different from the budget Drew uses. No, everything we say is correct. Okay, yeah. just kidding. Um, no, but but I, I want to talk about the highs. So my high for the week, honestly, probably is me recalculating my entire budget. Okay. So recently, guys, completely transparent. 
as a human being, I'm not going to act like I'm completely invincible. I hate my second job. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to come out and say, it. I yes. hate it. It's serving. I've served for years. It's, it's in my opinion, the best part-time job because of how flexible it is and you can make a lot of money. I just hate it. I hate serving. Sure. And I wanted to quit because as a human being, like I said, when stuff gets tough, you quit, right? Yeah. That was my mindset. I want to quit. Recalculated my budget last week and I found out that if I don't work a second job, I won't get one of our cars, cars paid off and I won't have enough money saved up. Mm-hmm. Right, I'm gonna have to make sacrifices. Milk crates, baby. Yeah, but I'll have to. I'll have to basically sacrifice future funds for me wanting the gratification of not working a second job right now. Sure. Right. That's a different. That, that's the wrong type of sacrifice, I mm-hmm. think. Right. So, I think my high was a mindset shift, and like last week, complete transparency as well. Like I was feeling super demotivated. Mm-hmm. Like, I would wake up. I wake up at 5 a.m. Go work out. I would go to work, and then if I had to work in my second job, I would go there. And I would, like, feel sorry for myself. Like, man, this sucks. Like, I would much rather be at home working on my podcast, doing this, and then the nights I don't work, I'm not even working on my podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm playing video games and spending time with Alyssa. I'm doing stuff that doesn't contribute to my future success. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why am I creating these narratives in my head that aren't true, right? So yesterday I woke up. I had to work my second job yesterday morning on Saturday. And I woke up and like my mindset was completely different, right? Yeah. It was like, when you, and it came back to like, why am I doing this? Right. I'm doing this for Alyssa. I'm doing this for my for our future family, our wife, like our future kids. Like I want to put them in a financially safe position, yeah. right? So I was like, honestly, like I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, Brady, you got to get your shit together. Yeah. Like stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop not wanting to do something. Stop quitting. Just commit to the plan that we came to in the first place because that is what's important. And I think this is this is fantastic. And it's actually cool that you say this because <clears throat> something we learned, I mean, we, we had a church today, right? And one of the things that we talked about was how so much in this society, we always act and are impulsive on our feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Like maturity is understanding that you have feelings, but that you don't have to necessarily act on them. So you, in these times, anytime you're going to be trying to 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 run through and, and achieve something, right? That's difficult. It's not necessarily the most fun, like you said with serving, right? Right. Maturity tells you your feelings tell you you don't want to do this, right? Maturity tells you you slept on it. You woke up and you said, it "Doesn't matter how I feel right now." The mature decision is, "I need to work through this. This was my job. I'm doing this for my list. I'm doing this I for my to it. Exactly. So those are the things. Like, don't let your feelings dictate your impulsive decision right because it may not be a big deal but you know sometimes you could act on those and potentially derail everything you've worked on or everything you've tried to accomplish which is what i just said like with the budget mm-hmm. if i quit my second job it completely derails our entire budget and no it's temporary it's temporary right. and and that doesn't that doesn't say like we couldn't get our debt paid off we will right but i have a deadline and i think it's important for your goals you put a deadline because if you leave it open-ended it's never gonna sure it's never gonna get accomplished right but i like how you said about the feelings because there's a really cool inspirational uh, YouTube video I like called Unbroken, and I've showed you it before. Yeah. But he, there's a there's a motivational speaker or whatever talking in that video, and he says he talks about feelings. Mm-hmm. He said no one cares about your feelings. Yep. Right. He says you don't feel like getting up in the morning. Who does? Exactly. And I'm like, oh my gosh, because like because you know you have these feelings and you think you're the only person that feels that way. Right. I don't feel like working my second job. There's people who work three jobs out there. Exactly. That it's work 100, that 100 hours exactly. a week yep. just to put ramen noodles on the table, exactly. right? It's like, why do I feel sorry for myself when I'm in a way better position than the next person? But at the same time, uh, I mean, even though you might be in a better position than someone else, that doesn't mean you shouldn't attack your goals. Right? Exactly, yeah. 
you always got to put that in perspective and, and stay on your path and stay true to it. Yeah, and if and, and it's a thing, like as long as you're moving forward, progression, right? Progression, Don't, not if, perfection. Even, exactly, not perfection. Even if you're not hitting it 100% one week, right? Oh, yeah. But then you're hitting 110% the next week. Or you're just meeting, I mean, move forward. Yeah. Right? Try to be better than you were last week, last year, last month, right? Yeah. That's it. And, and this is a thing, too, like about continuously moving forward. And this is, I think this is like in despite of failure, too. So, like on my budget originally, I projected I would make $2,600 a month from side job. Mm-hmm. And over the past two months, I haven't made that total, yeah. right? But it's like, despite that failure, despite that miscalculation, I am going to continuously move forward. And I feel motivated. I really do. And I, and I think, man, we're going all over the place, but I feel like your habits have a huge role in your motivation. Mm-hmm. When I stick to my habits and I stick to my daily regimen of like reading and working out, and like spending time with Alyssa and everything mm-hmm. that's important to me and I take care of myself and like what's important to me, like I'm so much more motivated to, to attack my goals. Yeah, absolutely. So, but do you have, a, do you have any highs from the week? Financially, I mean, on our budget, we were actually better on paper. That's this, good. This, which I think it's just normal. It's, it's all situational, right? So some of the weekends you like, you'll have a paycheck on Friday and you're like, oh crap, I expended everything, you know, all my variable expense, variable expenditure money, I spent it this weekend, you know, and then I have to survive two weeks without it. Um, but that didn't happen this past week, so that was a high. But but, that, but that's like as a human being too. It's like, I feel like as human beings, when you have money in your bank account, like it makes you uncomfortable. I think you like it makes you uncomfortable, so you want to spend it, right? And I, I know that sounds weird, right? It used to. It used to. But like for me, when I when I first got those paychecks, at my first job out of college, like I wanted to spend it. Oh yeah. Of course. You know, it's like like guys, listen to this. So in college. Of course you're listening because you're listening to the podcast. I was stupid. But listen to this. <laughs> so in college, I served at Buffalo Wild Wings in Cookville, Tennessee, right? And I made quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. I made like seven, $800 a week, mm-hmm. which is pretty good in college. That's really good. You know, I graduated college. My parents paid for my rent. They paid for my school. Super thankful for that. Other than the money I had for my graduation, I had zero money. Mm-hmm. Because it's like... I was uncomfortable having it. Like, and I know it sounds weird, but I just wanted to spend it. It's like the, my level of discomfort, like, gave me that desire to spend it. Sure. Right? And that sounded weird. But No, no. I think but that's so important, right? I mean, like, I think it's funny because when I first listened to your first episode, Brady, when I heard you come out saying about how you came out of college and you were making $45,000 and how it wasn't enough and you wanted more, you know. And I'm like, man, like, I was making just under that coming out of college was my perspective was completely different mm-hmm. because i was like man i've been making twelve thousand. i just got the biggest pay raise you just, i you can just, afford you to take us out your pay. i can put a budget together and actually afford to take us out to dinner you know everyone you know it, it was it was amazing um when we first started making that money and i was like oh man i got this money it made me uncomfortable i i could i was like i mean i'm not used to this I, I can spend it right right but then you, you you need to be you start becoming more mature like you have to hold yourself to that accountable level of being like mature with your money financially stable because I mean you you have responsibilities right mm-hmm. and whether your responsibilities are just saving it which that's always the hardest one because then you actually have that money in your bank account. you can see it but you right know. yeah but you, you just you have to make the smart decisions you have to be you gotta be responsible with your money and I mean you, you gotta think about it like like me, me and Drew and Drew touched on it but something that is really important to our budgets is tithing. And it, it goes to show that like, like the money that God gives you, like you're a steward of that money, right? God gives you the money he believes you can handle. I believe I thoroughly believe that. And the whole, the whole saying, you can, do, you can do more with 90% of your money than you could with 
God can do more with 90 than you can with 100. There it is. There it is. I, I, said that, I, I royally screwed that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I said that in an episode last week that God can do more with 90% than you can do with 100%. And, and I want to like tell a story. So so it's interesting because obviously me and my wife are not the best at managing our money, hence this, the birth of this podcast. But we had to get our tax for our car. And in Tennessee, that's not cheap. Well, in Sumner County, in Tennessee, it's not cheap. What, was it, like 100 bucks? It's like, well, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like close to a hundred bucks, uh, per car. car. So it's like 200 bucks and both of our cars needed it, of course. So through our auto insurance company, I completely forgot about this, but one, our bill was lowered by $40 a month for some reason. I don't know why. You're not 25 yet, are you? No, I'm 23. Yeah. And then, um, I got a check in the mail from them and it was for $150 just randomly, but it was like, okay. Like why? Well, like I don't even. I got the check in the mail because they do a dividend, but I forgot about it. And it's like when I was when I was worrying about getting our tags because it, it didn't fit in the budget, and we didn't exactly have the money to just spend on it. And then I get that check in the mail, and it's like, wow, like God's got me, you know? It, it's so funny, uh, and, and I mean, just to to do it. And, and I think since we're doing this like podcast talking about financial, you know, maturity and and, and freedom and independence. independence, all these things, like and. You know, I understand there's some people out there that just disagree, right? And it's tough, right? It's really hard to get in that mindset. And, or and people that the purpose of the podcast, like I'm not trying to push religion on anybody. I believe what I believe, Drew believes what he believes, and it's our pod- or it's my podcast, our mm-hmm. podcast. But basically, we're gonna talk about our journey. No, yeah, you're you're right, right? But the the thing is, so for me, it's like I've had countless, numerous God stories through through tithing, and it's funny because I for the longest time I was doing it, and it's like God was showing up. We were getting checked. We got a check in the mail at one point. We got, like all this stuff, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But then you lose sight of that, and then you go back into this it world of like, like I don't have enough money. I have all these responsibilities. I have no room to tithe right now. Well, I have to do this. I have to do this. Talk have to about do this. that too, because I remember when, and I don't know, you probably not remember this, but I feel like I remember talking to you about tithing, and you would almost get like angry. Oh no! But for sure, that's because what I'm saying. It, it, it would piss you off years ago. About tithing yes, because it's like it doesn't it doesn't work. It doesn't fit. It's not that it didn't work. It's like I know it, it works. works. It, it just to me it was like I didn't want to think about it. Don't remind me because I know you're just basically putting in my head, reminding me that I'm doing something wrong. That I'm that I'm right. That you know what I'm saying. I don't want that. Like I don't want that in my life. Right? Yeah. But obviously, my wife feels differently, and she's like, no, she keeps bringing it up, bringing it up. She's like, I don't care how much you hate me. So you know, we start going to this new church. We start doing it again. And I, I kid you not, the first week that we decided to do it, and I started feeling like, okay, yes, you're right, we need to. Because she had to remind me, like, do you not remember all these times that like God showed up whenever you, you've actually given this money when you right. didn't have it? And we're building our house. Well, we're not building our house, like Brady said. We're in the process of building our house, but we're saving up. So we're looking at, uh, we have a really long driveway. It's about 1,500 feet. We need these huge culverts, which a culvert is what goes you know, underneath a driveway in like a creek or a ditch area where there's going to be a lot of rain and dry, uh, drainage. Well, this, this creek is big. Um, we need about a 36 inch culvert, about 24 feet. So that's probably around like 1,500 to two grand, right? So we're sitting here and we're tithing. And obviously right now our, our expenses are a little bit less because we're, we're, we're living with my parents, right. but we are putting all that money towards a savings account or right. towards our savings right now. Um, I kid you not the weekend that the weekend that we decided to tithe the next day, or actually I think that day we found two culverts for free, 36 inch culverts, 24 feet in length for free. Like, I mean, for like, they were just, they, they it, told it, him we can come get them. It's one of those things where like you start tithing and God knows you're kind of 
like uh about it you know well isn't that the one place in the bible that we they tell about it every sunday like that's the one thing in the bible they tell you, you test god says test me in this yeah because but, but and, and, the thing, and that's the thing it's not necessarily that you're gonna get a 13 1500 check in the mail no. i mean what what it could mean is that your car lasts a little bit longer your yeah. car should have broken down for for months and it hasn't right like you, you you might you know your gas lasts longer than it does your bills are a little bit lower. i, I want to say that too so it's crazy it, when we your were health ty- is good exactly and that's the thing like like god says test me and see what I can do. And I think like too, like he knew you were on the fence about it. Cause it doesn't fit in your budget. And when you're building a house, like you're pinching every single penny, right? Every penny. So my saving my savings go went down drastically. Exactly. Yes. So but it just goes to show like God is faithful to you if you're faithful to him. Okay. Right? I mean God's gonna be faithful to you regardless, right? Yeah. But God is going to bless you when you're faithful to him. And you know, with through this budget, whatever, something that I never negotiate with myself on and, and I've gotten okay at it is is tithing yeah you know like we're tithing 10 percent of our paycheck a month paychecks big chunk it sucks sucks to see and and, and like complete transparency that's like that's like almost 500 bucks a month right yeah which is not like to a lot of people that's a lot of money some people listening is probably not but that's the thing it's 10 percent it doesn't matter if you make ten dollars or if you make right ten thousand but five hundred dollars that you just give it and you don't see a result as human beings that's hard oh yeah because you're just giving someone you're like that's it you know mm-hmm. so it's just you it's your money right what's important to you but what's important to drew and i is tithing and it's always going to be important and we are a testament that when you do tithe god blesses you and like i said before i'm not using this podcast to push religion on anybody no no but you, it's, you believe if anything you believe. this is more of this is more of a it's pushing me now that i've publicly stated it but exactly but 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 it, it's it all pertains to our budget right sure Th- this podcast is about your finances your personal finances how they work how they don't work your struggles your successes your highs your lows we've talked about that so i mean tithing is one of those things that is just never going to go away and if it means i can't put money towards my debt then i'm at a place where i'm okay with that that specifically, yes, because as we said, you can't put God in a spreadsheet in that area. No, you right? can't. It that, doesn't make that's sense. That's faith and trust, and you know we'd rather we'd rather be faithful in that area and just trust God to make the rest happen, as opposed to saying, "No, I need this. I'm doing this by myself, so I can have an extra ten thousand dollars in my yep. savings." Yeah, anyway. I mean, it, it really is just what's important to you, and there you go. But yeah, guys, I, I mean, basically from now on, every Thursday. We are going to be talking about the highs and lows, different points, and hopefully it can be a better source of education to you guys. And hopefully we'll come together with a topic, right? So we'll stick. We'll try to stick to it. This one was kind of more of an introduction, kind of right. going all over the place, which is good. Yeah, it's good. Right? You gotta have. But that. we want you, as the guys, as listeners, to be able to resonate with a specific topic. And, and just a little update for you guys too, like with this, as I said, Drew is now a co-host. We have uh, someone else named Vincent Babcock who is helping with our media. So he's essentially our media director. Mm-hmm. Something with all social media, uh, stuff like this, like the editing. Uh, fil- we're we're going to start filming these two and putting them on YouTube. That's a little bit down the road, but we're going to start doing that because that's obviously another source of uh, exposure we can attain, which is important for this. And, um, yeah, I mean, I-, I think this podcast has gone really well so far. Yeah. I really do. I mean, the direction it's going, I really believe in. And I, w- I want to end with this, too. It's like this podcast. Like, why did I start this podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, you say, like, what's the podcast about? What do you do? It's like, well, I interview people about personal finances. Like, okay, well, plenty of people do that. Sure. Like, in all honesty, and I really don't care who hears this, it's not hard to get big people on your podcast. <laughs> it's really not. Well, you've, you've done it. I've done it. I, I was, I was a no name. <laughs> I was a no name. I have someone coming on my podcast named Ricky Gutierrez, who was the youngest millionaire in Arizona. 
He's a really humble down earth dude. Yeah. Really, really cool. But I sent him a video DM and he he agreed. It's not hard to do, right? So with this podcast, it's like, why am I doing it? Like, yeah, would I like to do this full time? Absolutely. Yeah. But what I'm doing it for is to inspire you guys and impact, it, but also keep myself accountable and, and Drew too. Because I mean, like, we can reach somebody. Exactly. If I if I make a difference in one person's life, then I'm happy because then this has done its job. Mm -hmm. And if along the way I'm able to focus on it full time, make a living out of it, then that's just a result, Mm -hmm. right? But the why comes down to impact and change, but doing it through transparency and really discipline. I mean, discipline's huge with this. So, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Brady Morgan, your host. Drew Morgan, your co-host. You like that? You can call me daddy. You can call Drew daddy. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. As always, hit us up on iTunes, Spotify to listen to the previous episodes. Go to iTunes and leave us a review or rating because that is huge. And the way their algorithm works on iTunes is if you don't have reviews, you don't have ratings, then they don't care about your podcast. All right. Cue the music, Brady. All right, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed. That was Drew and Brady with Drew and the Truth. I tell you what, you guys have a good evening and we'll catch you next time. All right.